equity, equity, and equality, and equivalence are different. I think you know this. I think by now you understand our current nomenclature provides that equity is different than equivalence and equality. Equivalence is, dare I say, even more strange because it's equivalent. A little bit more difficult to understand, but we're going to be talking about how this will apply and has applied to sports. Because is that going to be a meritocracy where you literally, actually, truly are selected by virtue of your sports and athletic prowess? Or, or is it more interesting to find ourselves better, best able to, to redefine the roles, to, to create something called equity, to allow something that would provide us with the ability of being more equitable. Why are some sports seemingly, predominantly possessed and manned, if you can say that, by people of a particular gender? Well, that might be because of the designation. Or stature, or race, or color, or ethnicity. We will talk about that. For those of you who have yet to subscribe to my private channel, I have dedicated a couple of very interesting issues, one, to this subject in great, great detail, painstaking detail. And in addition, there's some other stories which I've talked about, and we might talk about as well, in a very interesting case in the Western District of New York, a judge by the name of Sinatra, John Sinatra Jr., starts spreading the news in the Buffalo, Syracuse area, ruled, and this is very interesting, ruled as unconstitutional portions of the New York State gun law, the gun law which prohibits the carrying of a concealed firearm in churches and places of worship. Think about that one, in places of worship. And the courts, they're asked, and I again go into great, great detail, but the courts have asked, why should a place of worship be any different? Any different than... Uh, any other place. In fact, I just did a, a YouTube short on that, which you can watch. Ask yourself, why? Why? New York has been saying, well, we can't, we, well, we've had this since the 19th century. Uh-huh. Well, places of worship should be able to determine where you should be able to, to possess firearms. And under the Bruin case, which is Justice Thomas, what's so interesting to note about this is Justice Thomas brings up the point, why is it that when it comes to the Second Amendment, you have to go to some bureaucrat and provide an explanation as to why you deserve this protection? And 
in in no other way. You 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 have to go to a to a a, a clerk or a police officer and say, here's my application. And by the way, later on, they're going to be looking at cases involving your social media background. You know, what do you say? What do you espouse politically? Oh, fascinating. And I also talk about President Trump in his deposition. His deposition testimonies. Very interesting. There's one thing that President Trump has never understood since the beginning of time. He talks too much. He tries to win people over. He doesn't... He thinks he's just trying to seduce the public, to seduce someone from... Like Bob Woodward, who who every week he's still putting out books about Trump. President Trump likes to talk about himself and he wants to win you over and he doesn't understand that the people that he's talking to are not in any position, nor are they in any way willing to change their mind about anything. You're just It's just not going to happen. And when you have somebody like that, when you have somebody who speaks like this, they get into trouble on deposition. As I state on my channel, the best deposition I have ever seen is Jeffrey Epstein. Watch the Jeffrey Epstein deposition. He doesn't say anything. His lawyers object, he doesn't answer the question, and they leave and they say, well, what have we done? What have we accomplished? This is the... De- he can only hurt himself. It's fascinating. But let's talk about today's subject, shall we? And let me refer to you to this particular interesting... This is an AP story. It says, the NHL, for the first time, has done an internal demographic study of its staff and all 32 teams. And the results show that hockey has a lot of work to do to increase diversity at all levels. Hockey does. The report released Tuesday found that 83.6% of the NHL's workforce is white and that men make up 62% of the total based on the 4,200 people who participated in a voluntary and anonymous survey, about 67% of all employment. That nearly mirrors the situation on the ice, where more than 90% of players and nearly all coaches and officials are white. Quote, The whole purpose behind doing a workforce study is to provide a baseline, a fact-based baseline, so that you can begin to develop very intentional and specific strategies around where you need to hire, how you need to hire, how you need to improve your brand. This is according to Kim Davis, the NHL's Executive Vice President of Social Impact, Growth, and Legislative Affairs. This is a good start, and there's a ways to go. A ways to go, yes. Why is hockey predominantly white? Why? We'll talk about that. We will discuss that. A fascinating subject. And not necessarily as obvious as you might think. 
but a fascinating subject to be sure. But first, dear, dear, dear friend, let's talk about something which, as I say to you, and I hope if there's one thing that I teach you, it's that because you do not see something in the news as trending does not mean it has gone away. The entire world, the entire world, read elsewhere research, is experiencing food shortages. Just read the headlines. The entire world, everywhere. This isn't regional. Supply chain breakdowns continue to have a domino effect on everything, especially food production. Are you listening to me? This is a warning. Farmers can't plant as many crops now because of fertilizer shortages, forced regulations, high prices. You want to talk about ESG? You want to talk about words like the Great Reset? You want to talk about the World Economic Forum? You want to talk about that? Fine. Germany, Canada, Italy, Poland, the Netherlands, Sri Lanka. Climate change regulations. Farms closing. Cattle sold off. Let me say this again. Fertilizer shortages? Because it's being outlawed? This will cause more painful food shortages when we run out of food that we're eating now. Food takes time to grow. So when farmers don't plant, months later, months later, we don't eat. That's why you need to prepare for an increasing number of food shortages now. And the best way to invest in Ready Hour Emergency Food from My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithlionel.com. It's a huge hedge against skyrocketing prices and shortages. Preparewithlionel.com. Preparewithlionel.com. Right now, you can save $250 on each three-month emergency food kit you purchase. The best price since 2019. So what are you waiting for? Preparewithlionel.com. No one's going to make you do this. No one's going to force you to do this. No one. You don't, you don't have to. You can ignore this. That's fine. But join the millions of satisfied people over the years who have bought more of these incredible products than you can imagine. Just go to preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com, 25-year shelf life. Read specifically preparewithlionel.com. Do it now, today. Make it a point. Now, my dear friends, let me ask you a question. What is hockey? Well, hockey, as you know, tends to be played, this may be as a shock, maybe as a shock, in places where there is ice, where there is colder temperatures, not always, for the most part. Canada, Russia, I mean, just name ice. Just, just look, look at, look at, look at where the stars are from Canada. They're, they're the greatest. Gretzky and others. That's where it started from. Do you think that maybe the particular demographics there might have led to a lack of, dare I say, diversity on the part of the world? Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense? Maybe the reason why there are more or not enough people of color or Cambodians or Pacific Islanders or Malay or is because they, those individuals representing those particular groups, 
we're not in climes and climates that made it likely for there to be a uh, predominance or a tendency to appreciate, dare I say, uh, those matters that are hockey-related. Do you think that could be? Do you think that is? Or do you think maybe there might be something that's, that is perhaps biased, maybe unconsciously biased or deliberately biased, racist, dare I say, on the part of hockey teams to exclude non-white, non-European, non-Canadian types from the ice? It's worth the question. Don't necessarily, don't say, oh, that's, that's, that's ridiculous, that's crazy. How do you know? Why isn't that possible? Why isn't that possible? Have you noticed the paucity, the dearth of Cambodians in the NH in the NF in the excuse me, the NBA? Why do you think that is? I don't know. Now there have been historically, as you know, times when uh, African Americans never availed themselves or could avail themselves of country clubs. So golf participation might have been limited by virtue of a socioeconomic uh, um, effect. Because before there were public courses, golf was the province of the... We also saw a, 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 a paucity, dare I say, of, of uh, diversity in lacrosse. Though, though... I believe it was Syracuse. It was Jim Brown who either had a either either was a, a lacrosse star or got a, a scholarship for lacrosse. I mean, it happened. Swimming. Do you think we're at the stage right now where it could be possible, where it could exist, that there is still systematic racism on the part of these institutions that would want to keep people out? irrespective of the performance, irrespective of fan participation, getting more people. Now, if you want to look at complete and total, complete and total uh, equity, equality, uh, I think we know. Let me ask you a question. In the history of humankind, in the history of humankind, who is the most famous, well-known, absolutely the most famous uh, uh, athlete of all time. Who would it be? Worldwide, international. Let us look right now for those playing along at home. Those who are Involved in our live stream right now as we speak. Who is the per- name the individual, bar none, international? If you were to say the most famous sportsman who has ever lived, that everybody knows about, and every and the most people around the world would recognize. Who would that person be? Who? Think very carefully. Cassius Clay, I like that. Tyson. The answer I see right now. Michael Jordan, no, that's American. Cassius Clay, Bahamut Ali, American. Who? 
Muhammad Ali, no. Ali, no. So far, the answer is very sad, and you are correct. Pele. Or Pele, depending on how you pronounce it. Maradona close. Pele. You see how American chauvinism works? We always imply, oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that suck, yeah. Babe Ruth? No. International. Pele. Pele's God. The most, more, more people. There is no, there is no celebration of sports. And the greatest diversity, dare I say, of all sports, without a doubt, is, has been, and always will be, football or soccer. Absolutely. Why? It's done by country, number one. They don't care one way or another. You've got a ball, you've got a net, and that's it. It didn't start out to be diverse. It didn't start out to be open. It didn't, that wasn't the, it just happened. It just happened. Do you recognize that? Is it possible? Is it possible? If you are in charge of, as um, I believe the cited individual in this story, Kim Davis, who is Executive Vice President of Social Impact Growth and Legislative Affairs. Social impact, because you know a lot of places have diversity uh, uh, personnel in the line. What would you do to change the impact? Have you noticed? What do you think? My favorite sport, very simply, Eskimo Olympics. You have not lived until you have seen Eskimo Olympics. And let me ask you something right now. You're not going to believe this. But what, what, uh, what demographic, what people, what group do you think? You ready for this? What represents the majority, the vast majority, the plurality of Eskimo Olympians. I want you to answer that question right now. Give yourself a chance. Don't, 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 don't be, don't, please, please. That's right, Eskimos. Absolutely. Now, there was a time, without a doubt, certainly as we saw in this country, where racism was so great, so pernicious, so horrible, that it actually, 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 allowed for and provided for deliberate, actual, systematic exclusion of African Americans in particular from sports, even though they were superior. Not everybody was great. Satchel Page go down the list. It took it took Jackie Robinson and others there was this 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 color line in sports. Sports well, this may be something that, even in war, when we're when we're we're trying to stop fascism, still there was segregation. In war, you think that you you think the real racist elements of the military would say, throw them! Up. I don't care who they are. We want waves of humans against it. But no, no, even then they said, no, 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 sorry, you, you stay in the motor pool. We're going to be up in the front lines killing ourselves. This is how insidious this was. This is how demented this was. This is how without, this, this, this is, this is the insanity of this, okay? You dig what I'm saying? 
Now, there is something, however, that has nothing to do with racism, and that's called culture. That's called habits. I personally, I had a very, very, very uh, dear friend who was a rabid soccer And I would sometimes come up and say, oh, he's watching soccer. Oh, he had the big screen. Oh, God. And I would be so bored. But sports bore me for the, for the most part. Even, even um, you know, playoffs, I just look at the, you know, the phone. Like, oh, okay. Bottom of the line. Oh, okay. I, I just, it just, my sport has always been, very frankly, professional wrestling. And professional wrestling is the greatest sport of all time because even in professional wrestling and the 60s and 70s, Mrs. Ellis heard this so many times, but in the 60s and 70s where I was a, uh, a, uh, a, a, a fan of such, um, even, even, even world politics made, none of it made any sense. None of it made any sense. They, they didn't even care. There was a group, the Von Brauners. You know, they used to throw fire Always the Germans. Talk about diversity. The Germans, they were from Georgia, like Chester Stubbs, but they would shave their head and wear the black tights, and they always, you know, did the claw. But they would do fire. It was J.C. Dykes and the Infernos, but the Von Brauners, two Nazis, Nazis German, managed by, gentlemen saw Weingroff, a Jew wearing a Nazi helmet. Now go, I mean, all right, come on, please. Please. Diversity, professional wrestling, like you cannot believe. Little people, they called it midgets, women, midget women. You can't say midget. No, they, they called it then. Sky Low Low, Little Beaver, all these greats. You name it. They had bears, men against bears, intra, interspecies wrestling, man against a bear, man against a ca- kangaroo. Man, I mean, they just, it was the greatest sport ever. Diversity? Like you can't believe. Japanese, German, always the enemy, always vicious, always always the heel. But nonetheless, it was incredible. Wonderful. But not everything can be as pure as professional wrestling of the 70s. I'm serious. That was the greatest ever. But sports, for the most part... Today, if you look at the NBA, it is virtually, virtually, exclusively African-American or black, maybe not African. Why is that? I don't know. Why is it that so many of the great players are black? I don't know. Are black people better? I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I don't know any. I don't know. I'm just looking at this. This is the way this is. By the way, interesting, there was a, there was a cultural story about Major League Baseball, where they were losing a lot of the uh, great draws, so to speak, from various communities. And um, I think it's become more and more uh, Latino, Hispanics, uh, Latin, you know, that that some of the African-American players are going more to a football or basketball or something else, more lucrative, better, whatever. But the point is, is that there are sometimes things that just happen. And to exclude insidious racism, I think, is in everybody's best interest. But the question that I have is, sometimes this is the way it is. Let's look at, at, uh, at um, uh, jockeys. 
is there something about jockeys? Do is there are there some people who tend to be? Do you do do you fare better if you are smaller and diminutive and weigh the least? Even even these very small, very thin, very lightweight uh, jockeys themselves had to go through the most ex- extraordinarily horrible uh, 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 weight loss. You know, plan. Oh my God, it was horrible. Anyway, do you think that? You can go everywhere around the world to find this particular body type, this particular aspect, this this um, group. Do you? Do you? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure. Uh, there is a there is a wonderful TED talk, and TED talks are kind of. Eh. But there's one in particular that is so interesting. So interesting. Oh, yeah. It's called Are Athletes Getting Faster by David Epstein. Are Athletes Getting Faster? And he talks about, he shows the evolution of body type. The number one, don't quote me on this, but Michael Phelps, 6'4", the, the swimmer, and I believe a, a long-distance runner, or their inseam, their, their inseam, their leg, I think one's 5'8", and he's 6'3", or 4', I don't know. But their inseam, their legs, are the same size. But his trunk, to allow this uncoiling, this... There is a group of people, there is a group of African, I think it was, it. just watch this. In fact, let me give you this right now. Let me just show you this. It's so interesting. And he talks about it. And of course, people will get very upset. You get nervous because when you start talking about, there it is. It's so interesting. When you start hearing people talk about size and physiology and stature, it tends to frighten some people because there's a certain sound that talks almost like breeding, almost like animal husbandry. You know, like, you know, the Spaniards have a smaller trunk and they talked about comparing records of old with new. Jesse, Jesse Owens, by the way, Jesse Owens, they said, well, he's not as fast. No, he was running on cinder, basically cinder. Today we have these deliberately designed springy uh, tracks. Jesse Owens had to have his own trowel to dig to dig where he put his, his, his heel or his foot to take off the, the stops. Now they have these metallic devices. People would have to bring their own trowel. And then if you, if you, if you eliminate or if you adjust for speed and for track, he could be as fast as cycling, just as fast. Then, because they actually changed, they changed the javelin because of one player who almost Fired, who almost <laughs> threw the javelin 
outside of the ring. Human beings, do you agree, are based on physiognomy and structure. If you go to Vietnam, you would be hard-pressed to find somebody over seven feet tall. In fact, according to this Epstein piece on TED Talk, if you run into, if you meet somebody who's seven feet tall, there is a there is a sixteen percent chance or whatever percent chance that he is in the NBA. People hate talking right there. One time I was at a party for Rudy Giuliani years ago. And I was a little bored. And I think it was at the Hilton here in town. And I slipped off to the bar. I went to the to the bar area. I said, let me grab something to pass the time. And I stood there. And I turned to my left or my right, whatever it was. And there was a man whose buckle came here. And I looked up. I've never... I've never... Normally, you don't stand next to somebody who is... And despite my own towering stature, I looked up and I said... I've got to ask. He said, seven feet. I said, okay. I've never been, like, right at the bar next to where you look up. I've never seen seven feet before. Never. Had a suit. Very nice. A nice bit. A girl, a woman came up. Six, eight. I said, what is this? Is? And I turned around. And the entire bar, I swear to God, Six seven six five six seven two a couple of seven footers. I said, "Where am I?" I just this is a New York tall persons club or whatever. This is before you know Tinder and everything. And they would meet. It was fascinating, and I was joking. I said, "May I join?" He said, "No." I said, "Well, that's discrimination." He says, "But you're not." You gotta be over six five or something. I said, but that's not fair. Now this was this was twenty whatever years ago, and even then I said, wait a minute. You have to be seven feet tall. That's not fair. But that's our club, and we're taking this to the extreme. But but so therefore, is it unfair to have a club like that? The Medal of Honor Society. Guess what you have to have to join the Medal of Honor Society? Go ahead. I'll give you a hint. The Medal of Honor. Eric Adams, our mayor, years ago, was the president of 100 black men in law enforcement. Let me get the name of this. Uh, Yes, excuse me, 100 blacks in law enforcement who care, excuse me. Uh, or 100 black men of America. No, this is 100 blacks in law enforcement who care. This is, this is uh, the founders were Eric Adams and Noel Leader. And one time I was asking, I was interviewing, talking to Eric Adams years ago when he was a captain. Or I said, may I join your group? I said, oh, I know why, because I'm not in law enforcement. He says, no, you're not black. Now, I think I would be hard-pressed, hard-pressed to think of a good reason why that doesn't make sense, why I would have to be included, why they would have to say, okay, let's assume I'm in law enforcement. Okay, come on in. 
Because if you want to go to the German American Club, the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the NBA, sometimes what appears to be racial inequity is in fact the product of a natural, unintended or intended, and I respectfully submit permissible limitation on membership that has nothing to do with the pernicious aspects of racism. It's just we want this group of people. Mothers against drunk driving. I know. But every time you have a name of an organization, you limit it in some way. You limit it by virtue. The GOP. Okay, there you go. See? The DN. Try naming something. And like I said, if you went to Vietnam and you said, I want you to look for for seven footers, you're not going to find them. You're just not going to find them. Why? Do you think there is something racially uh, constructed or, or in the genes of people racially that would prevent them, preclude them from being tall in stature? I think so. Is that racist? I think not. I think not. It's just the way it is. We are not equal. We're not, let me rephrase this, we are not the same, but we should be treated. But sometimes there are things, and there are unique distributions. Sometimes teams, as I mentioned before, without a doubt, the... um, Baseball, prior to Branch Rickey and, and uh, uh, the Dodgers and Jackie Robinson, it, it was absolutely racist. Absolutely. And I would go so far as to say most probably, if you think about it, um, with um, uh, golf, golf clubs, uh, golf uh, country clubs, the Masters. There was a case years ago. Are you ready for this? We talked to a fellow who by virtue of some type of medical condition could not walk. He was a professional golfer and said, I cannot walk. I can't walk from one hole to the next. I have to be driven. The rule was you have to walk from one place to another. And he said, you have to accommodate me because I can't do this because of this particular medical condition. Interestingly enough, when when we talked to somebody at the time, a professional a pro golfer said it hurts you not being able to walk the course because you're able to see the undulating, the the slopings of the greens and the and all this stuff. And, and also, you can talk with your caddy. You can work. You can kind of work this thing out. But if you're in a car and you and you got to get out and hit, it actually, aside from the particular physical limitation or that this individual suffered from, but it limits you somehow. So when do you... When Oscar Pistorius... Remember him? I always think of Jocko Pistorius. Remember uh, Oscar. Oscar Pistorius. Remember him? Whether he had his... he had, Yes, Oscar Pistorius. He had those specific... Uh, blades that were added, right? Okay. Is that equity? Well, it it is if you understand that we're, we're allowing for the first time a more diverse group of people who are participating in racing. That is certainly the case. Yes, but what about those who argue that, well, what if 
and I'm not an expert on this, but what happens if the, if the, if the particular accoutrement that you use uh, provides an unfair advantage? What about that? Oh, we could go on and on. It is a fascinating, fascinating subject. And we all have our very strong opinions about this. But I respectfully submit that for reasons that I don't understand, for reasons that we will never be able to explain specifically, there are people, based upon where they are from, how they are raised, diet, ancestry, intermarriage, climate, altitude, whatever, there are people who have been affected when it comes to their ability to to perform athletically. And I think that is indubitable. Now, speaking of indubitable, that's always fun to say, let's talk about our good friend. Right now in uh, Mike Lindell, right now it is 52 degrees. And every night, the windows are open, so we hear not only the crisp air allows the screams and the gunshots to, 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 to resound so much better. But, right now, MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, promo code Lionel, has deals aplenty. How about the MyPillow Giza Dreams sheet sets? How about the MyPillow Percale sheet sets? Overstock sale? My slippers, a towel sale of the year. The My Pillow sandals, a sale there. The My Pillow itself sale as low as nineteen ninety eight. My Pillow mattresses on sale fifty percent. Towel sets, plush blankets, beach towels. My Pillows, mattress sleep systems, three inch mattress topper. My Pillow down blankets, lounger. Just go look. And celebrating Harold, the man who was so kind and so good and so loving, he brought pillows to those individuals who were homeless and needed a place to lay their head. That is what we're talking about. So my friends, go to MyPillow.com, 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 and use promo code Lionel. Or you can use MyPillow.com slash Lionel. And if you're OG, if you're old school, if you're from the way back world, I dig you. I hear you. You can call 800-645-4965. Listen, how long it takes for Mike to answer. It is immediate. Immediate. So anyway, my friends, as I said, we talked uh, on my private channel at LionelMedia.com. LionelMedia.com. You can sign up for that. I talk to, I talk about Trump's deposition, what's happening with that next? Defamation and the like, fascinating case. Also, a new, uh, you're going to be seeing the Bruin case that Justice Thomas uh, ruled on. You're going to see it in all of its glory. And this is, if, if you are a Supreme Court or a court watcher, this is the one to pay attention to. I mean, it is incredible. Will the government be able to deny permits based upon some other reason? We've noticed your social media uh, 
indications show that you are, well, shall we say, more prone, more involved in websites that are, well, problematic. Can they deny you a permit because of that? Have you ever heard of somebody being denied the Fourth Amendment because of their social media? Normally, a police cannot search your home without a warrant, but because you prefer this particular type of political orientation or social orientation, we're going to deny you your Fourth Amendment rights. Never heard of that one, and I hope we never do. So that's coming up. My friends, this is a most fascinating topic. And I advise you, and I suggest most wholeheartedly, for you to take it very, very simply, very, very carefully. Don't, don't, don't push this. But explore it and ask yourself, when are distinctions in treatment fair and when are they just normal? And remember, we had we were talking before about transgender uh, sporting events. Remember Leah Thomas or whatever? Don't know. I, I, are we not talking about that anymore? Also, we were talking before about um, uh, uh, pronouns. Anybody talking about pronouns? I know that uh, Jordan Peterson made a career on that subject. I, I, I don't know if we're even talking about that anymore. But what we need to talk about is the fact that our likes, as you know, as you know, we, this channel has been for years for reasons I do not understand, demonetized, demonized, but we are not demoralized. I don't understand it. I've never heard a reason why, just whatever. If you want to support us, we have a so many things you can do. First of all, like this. Like, subscribe, like. That is critical. That is the power of the algorithm. And also, on the description portion of this particular new YouTube piece, there are lists of ways that you can directly, directly support and contribute to our noble cause because we have been with you from the beginning. Years and years. Every single day. You count on me to be there and now I need to count on you. If you like what you do, what you see, if you want to encourage us, if you want to see more, like anything else in life, contribute and be a patron to this noble cause. That of truth. PayPal, Patreon, Cash App, Bitcoin, damn it, Venmo, it's all there. And don't forget Mrs. L's YouTube channel, Lens Warriors. What an important and invaluable YouTube channel that is. Lens Warriors. Please subscribe to that and like the videos as well. And don't forget, forget preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com, prepare with Lionel.com for your emergency food supplies and MyPillow.com promo code Lionel prepare I'm sorry MyPillow.com slash Lionel my friends thank you always for your time your effort your compassion your love your support your interest your intrigue and your intellectual thirst and hunger I appreciate that We'll see you tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, this is your new best friend, Lionel, reminding you the monkey's dead, the show's over, sue you. Ta-ta.